The sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith teach that music is a ladder for the soul. I'm Jack Gordon, host of Interfaith-ish, and on this ongoing series of conversations that I'm calling Soul Ladder Music, I invite you to climb with me as we hear songs and stories from a diverse array of musicians who connect sound and spirit. The island of Madagascar is one of our Earth's treasures, a land that boasts a world of flora and fauna found nowhere else on the planet. And from that special island comes an artist who, like the Malagasy environment, is a unique force of nature. Rasua Naivu Ancharif, better known as Anch, is leader of the band Tark. Anch is not only a singer and songwriter, but more of a holistic cultural ambassador. For the past 30 years, she shared music and a message reminding people of their connection and interdependence with nature. I was happy to catch up with Anch, who recently relocated to Europe, and dig into her catalog of music, which I've loved for nearly 20 years. In our conversation, we discuss her childhood connections with the forest, Malagasy perspectives on spirituality, and how she sees young people finding inspiration in the ways of their ancestors. Enjoy my conversation with this absolute legend, Anch. How are you? I am here. <laughs> I'm here. You're listening to me. I am. I am. I hear you loud and clear. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I have to say hello to you and thank you very much for uh, inviting me to this uh, space, which is now like a space that uh, uh, can be heard uh, in so many places because. Um, before I have to travel all the time in order to get somewhere, but now with right. the technology, and uh, this is this is really amazing. It's a real, it's a really an honor to be able to to talk to you with this. You know, it's we haven't talked in such a long time, <laughs> so I, I I feel like this is such a great um, opportunity to to uh, include in this series. Um, an ambassador from from Madagascar. <laughs> you know, we think of our shared human heritage and what is it that each place and each people, you know, bring to the table and and contribute to that shared experience of humanity. And Madagascar brings so many gifts. <laughs> I think brings so many gifts to that family reunion. And and I think principally one of those gifts is is the music of Madagascar in so many different forms. 
Um, and and you, I think, are are really a special person in that because not only do I hear in 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 your music, you know, it's a it's an education. It's a it's a way of understanding culture um, and learning. Um, in my own experience, learning so much about this country that was my home for a few years, um, but also recognizing that you are, are have a very unique perspective you have a unique perspective in the way that you you know have have uh absorbed and learned the information and then share it through your to your music so i'm excited as part of this conversation to to hear a little bit more about that from you your reflections on 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 all the ways that you've um that you've processed you know, your your music and culture as an artist. But the first thing I wanted to start off with, just because one of the things that I, I love so much about Madagascar is is the beauty of the way that people have names and carry their names. And I wanted to just ask if you would introduce your full name and, and share a little bit about the meaning of your name. Uh, my name is Ant. That's how people know me. Uh, but my real name is Rasu Anaivu Antarif. I remember when I first did music, uh, people told me you will never be famous because your name is just uh, impossible to name. <laughs> so Rasu Anaiv, which is my family name, believe it or not, has nothing to do with my mom's name or my dad's name. Uh, it's actually actually a combination of mm. mom, dad and grandmother's name. And the naivu, which has evu in the, it means in the middle. So I am the daughter in the middle. That's what the Rasua naivu means. And then antarif, uh, which is my um, uh, the the name that people call me, uh, actually comes from a name that my mom and dad invented or created, because my tribe comes from Antananarivu. And uh, we call it Yariv. So Antariv means the scent of Antananariv or the, mm. yeah, how do you call it? Yeah, the smell of Antananariv. Not that it's very good today, but I mean, it's like the scent of Antananariv. In a beautiful way. In a, in a yes, beautiful in a beautiful way. way. And mm -hmm. uh, just to, to, to say that uh, in Malagasy names, especially in my family, who are very creative people, uh, it has to have a meaning and names will lead you to the things that you will do one day in life. So it has mm. to be really well chosen. That's yes. that's why. So Anita Rivu Raswanaiv. So the daughter who is in the middle and the scent of the capital of Madagascar. That's the meaning of my name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. A full sensory experience, you know, yes. the whole all of it in there. I love that's that's fantastic. Um well I think that that's your story is 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 a perfect example of what it was that I was I was saying because I think that um you know, you you learn a story just by knowing the name of somebody when you encounter them, and and hearing your reflection on how even uh, your name has a, a a connection with where you're coming from, but it also has an innovation because, it, as you said, your family is a creative people, and so they're they're combining names and 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 ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just what you said about it will it will tell you a little bit about what you will do in life. Yes. I I, I mean like it's like a prophecy fulfilled with you. Absolutely. <laughs> because Absolutely. you have the history 
and the culture, but you're an innovator, you know, in the That's way that right. you're, you're That's right. That's right. And those you... parents, yes, mm-hmm. and those parents were like, uh, uh, yeah, like you said, like prophets. They they kind of built you at the same time be- because they give you those names, but also they kind of n- knew ahead of time what what uh, the path that their children are going to take. Right, right. So since a lot of people who are listening this to this probably have have never had the opportunity to visit madagascar maybe it's the first time that they're hearing the voice of somebody from madagascar and and hearing about the music from the country would you share a little bit about what are some of the um uh traditional perspectives in madagascar when it when it comes to particularly um the relationship between human beings and and nature the natural world and the environment things that are themes that i find in in a lot of your music okay so for 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 people who have never been to madagascar and this is uh, entirely a perspective from a malagasy woman of how i would describe madagascar uh, first of all madagascar is a big big island um, on the east coast of Africa. It's the fourth biggest island uh, in the world. And uh, Madagascar has got so many endemic uh, species of fauna and flora that were once upon a time um, were there from the beginning. And also there are some who are developing to uh, slowly in the island and uh, and uh, you know, for us Malagasy people, they're like uh, part of our life. They're like there and they are um, as if uh, me personally, I I consider them as human humans as well. Mm. So this is going to be a little bit complex at the beginning, but I was born in the forest. So my entire life of youth uh, was always in the forest. And so the sound that I hear is in the forest the rhythm that I hear is in the forest. And so my my entire life was built upon forest life. Mm. Uh, and also everything that my mom and dad would have uh, taught, tell me, teach me uh, from their knowledge of their ancient forest, which is my dad came from the Western forest and my mom comes from came from the Eastern forest. And together they met and they uh, built a place to live in the forest of Antananarivo at a time. Mm-hmm. So when you when you listen to this, it's almost like Madagascar is full of forests, and yet it's not the truth anymore, because we are cutting down the rainforest. There's a lot of uh, 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 problematic about um, environmental destruction, and uh, it's almost like a, a desert. Uh, there there are very little forest left, but yet the people have kept that traditional way of life from the forest, even though there is no more forest. I need to do your 
if you look at this song, Aintani, share with us a little bit some of some of the message and the poetry that you're presenting in this song. Okay, um, Aintani, for example, talks about how the land has become dry. In other words, in other words, it's my uh, uh, reminiscence of of the forest. I miss the forest. I miss the, all the animals in it, no, no, no matter how small it is, because they all make noises, they all make sounds, they all make rhythms and harmonies. And and I wanted to 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 make people aware of this because it's like one of, one of the things that I realized, and I mean, I realized it a, a bit later on when I got out of my forest and traveled around the world, is that everybody is sort of, knowing everything outside themselves but don't know things either within themselves or they don't know things just to just around very close to themselves but they know something far they, they would know something about what's happening in i don't know in america in canada in africa but they don't know what's happening to to their places so i i took it as a mission to remind people all the time of what has actually been there and what is there and what is the destruction that we make. We are killing ourselves because Aintan is, is, a, is basically sécheresse. It's the dryness of the land. There's no, no, no life. There's no more. We burn it down. There's no more life into it and we need to, to go back and make it alive again. So that's the, that's the, the the thing I talk about Aintan and Aintan specifically because I was so sad to to see this because for me I always tell people that if the environment is really completely distracted that my creation will be distracted mm. is is going to be finished because basically I need to have that in order for me to to rewrite and redo remake songs. Did your family? uh share this perspective about that connection to the environment was that something that you talked about as a as a family i guess was it was it a, an, an overt like spiritual message or teaching you know a, a sort of philosophy within your family as well well in my family there were two things that we had to go through one is education because my parents were not my mom stayed at home were not like very uh well educated in, in a way didn't go to school much didn't have diplomas and things like that but at the same time they also knew the power of say for example um herbal medicines we never took any medicines even today i still don't take medicines uh herbal medicines they were very important for them trees very important uh because it gives shades you know and i remember the day when when my dad said i will buy you a guitar to my brother if you if you finish your exam uh well with good notes and uh, in fact he did and my dad didn't have money to go buy a guitar and he just went out and cut this kapok tree and made a guitar out of it for him and he was not <laughs> like it. a looter he's not he's not a guitar maker he's not an instrument maker he just made this little guitar for my my brother and so to that day i remember that you know everything you need is actually in the forest so you don't need anything else you, you 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 that's where our food comes from there our everything we needed our medicines come from there so in a way it's not like teaching us as as such as here are some important things it's just you leave with it you leave with it and uh 
I didn't go to school until six years old because to my parents, it's very important that we explore our, our, uh, our, uh, how do you call this? As we are, uh, we need to be kids and we need to explore uh, life and, uh, and uh, the, the harshness of the, of the, the, the forest. And we need to, to know how to react when a serpent is coming across our way, if there is a scorpion, what to do. And so, we all go to school at six years old and not before that, because we need, they believe that we need to have a strong mind to to tackle the, the next life. But but so to answer to your question, and so it's it's there permanently uh, all the time in your, in your life. But at the same time, they also uh, made us so that it's a very strict rule. You have to go to school, you have to, to, to finish your uh, homework and then you go to school. Right. <laughs> a dual education. Yes, uh, dual and, education. And, and a formal In education, <laughs> but also a natural education. Yes. Let's look at some of the songs that you chose that were some of the some that bring you uh, joy and inspiration. Um, one of the songs that that you picked, Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan, uh, must. Um, when did you encounter Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan? What what do you hear when you listen to him? Well, uh, Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan was uh, one of the musicians that was on stage one day in a WOMAD festival uh, with us. So, um, I don't know, it, it was like a song uh, that really resonates in me. Uh, maybe there is some repetitive thing. I didn't even understand uh, what's in it. But there's this rep repetitive uh, words that he says in it that I really liked. And also I like the groove of the song. And uh, later on, you know, I discovered that this was something to do with uh, calling on a king or a sp it's it's very spiritual song, in fact. And uh, I really, you know, I, I think that we as human beings are, are very simple, but we make life difficult and we, we complicated everything. And it's the same as uh, maybe later on you talk about it, but it's the same as a song that I mostly listen to in Madagascar is the Trumba song. Uh, and it's like in a it's like a trance song. It's like there are repetitive things that just make you sit and look into yourself and just like 
you know, forget everything and just be happy, you know? And that is that is why I, I chose that song of Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan, because it is so uh, reminding me of that kind of song that is uh, there in, in Madagascar with us. In some of the traditional Malagasy music that I that I hear, you know, from different regions, there is also that cyclical feel. Yes, yes. I I wondered if you could reflect a little bit more on what is that? What is the feeling there? When either when you listen to it in the Kowali music of Nusrat Fatih Khan, if you listen to it in the traditional, um, uh, uh, as you said earlier, the music that's created for rituals. Yeah, yeah. What is the what is the feeling that's that's meant to be evoked when you when when you're performing or or listening to music like that? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, basically, you know, it's it's a, a song or a a sound. Let's say a sound. It's a sound that makes you uh, like almost like detaching yourself from other other things in this in this whole world and just go and meet up somewhere else it's it's like that is how i feel it and uh, sometimes it's very dangerous because sometimes on stage i actually do this and i let myself go and i only realize that i'm actually on stage after a little while then i come back down it's like coming back down to earth but in a way it's like um meeting up with other kinds of spirits that's that's how it's it goes and sometimes we do it to 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 uh when we do chumba sometimes it's like evoking spirits getting out the bad spirits out of you uh and then then this repetitive patterns it's almost like you know lulling you into a trance that one one afterwards you will forget about who you are and what you did and what is the world and what is your problem and then you are somewhere else and it's this feeling of 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 happiness uh combined with like it's like greatness it's very difficult to 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 uh to explain it's almost like ecstasy you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i think that that's that connects a lot with my my feeling of uh remembering the first times that i i learned about nusrat fatih Ali khan's music that it had that ecstatic quality to it that i that my that <laughs> was almost, you know, you talk about the third eye opening up, you That's know, right. that, that awareness that that something, something inside, like you're talking about on the spiritual yeah. level is tapped yeah. into. 
Yeah, yeah. that's right. And sometimes in uh, also it has I I believe very much of the spirit of the forest because because was I was born there and I was raised there, but also there is this call and response all the time as well as well as the repetitive pattern. There's this call and response as if to say, okay, I'm calling, I'm singing, and some some people responding like a, almost like a voice from the forest responding yes and we are here too you are there but our existence um cannot cannot be without your existence so it's like everything is linked we are linked to to the, to, to to whatever it is in the world and the world is linked to us so we are all here together so that's uh, the 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 thing that you should be listening when you have the call and response i i remember vividly the first time when i was this the first tour that i did in britain was being organized and i thought but how are people gonna ever understand what i'm trying to say and mm -hmm. i'm singing in malagas and not only that i'm singing in malagas but if even if people are going to try and translate the words of my work of my songs they will never understand what it is this feeling of of mine coming from this forest with all these rituals and this this um, these things that i'm aware of that people are not you know and and it was very complex for me at the beginning and there was really a time when i i just wanted to stop although you know i never stopped every year there was a, an album coming on and there was a time that i said i just have to stop for a bit because i think i need to not only just play music now, but I need to play the music and then explain. So maybe stay in the place that I'm playing for a little while to explain, because otherwise the the, the performance for me is not complete. Hmm. Because it's not explained. It could be it could be just nice, yes, it's nice music to listen to or to dance to, but then the meaning will add a lot to the music because it's very rich, is what yeah. I'm creating.
the reverence for ancestors is a really key cultural uh, part of the Malagasy identity. And as we're thinking about the idea of the mysticism around it and 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 maybe it connects to your song Avelu, which trans translates as ghost, right? <laughs> Uh, what are what are some of those ideas of ancestors and uh, mystic energy that that goes into this song? Yeah. Okay. Let me just say for the song Avelu. Uh, well, it's probably been um, translated as ghosts when you don't know what to to translate it to. But Avelu is really like the spirit that comes yes. out after death. So mm. what is it? Maybe it's ghosts to some people, but for me, it's not really as ghosts as such to speak. But uh, Avelu, let me just explain a little bit, is a song that I wrote actually on the way uh, going down to Route 66 <laughs> because uh, uh, on the on a tour in a bus, I heard that the uh, the the palace of the, our kings and queens, uh, which was there for hundreds of years, has been burned down, and so yeah. I was very very saddened. And so I wrote a song as we going down to I think uh, we went down to either Mississippi I can't remember exactly, but you know you're on I, tour I wrote, in the U.S. We are I was on tour in the U.S. when I was writing this song, because uh, people telling me the the news and I was like really shattered. So I tried to figure out what can I do as, as just a simple person. I cannot really do much and I am so far away from my land. I can write a song uh, to scare people that these ancestors' spirits will all come out and uh, actually do uh, give morals to these people who are doing bad things to, to our, uh, our palace. Because that's where all the bones and the 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 the, the rest of the 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 the, the king and queens uh, are, and so they are, you know, they're like uh, not giving any respect to that at all. And yet we believe in the spirits of the ancestors. And I remember vividly people from Madagascar saying, "But I'm I, I I listen to that song and I'm so scared to death whenever I listen to it." And I say <laughs> it did really do the effect that I wanted to do because that's what I wanted it to do, to make people scared of of, of uh, doing uh, crazy things about our beliefs and our traditions. But anyway, to, why why that was, uh, was there is because um, I guess it all comes back to the fact that Madagascar was full of forest. And in the forest, it, it we believe in the spirit. We even believe in the spirit of the forest. We believe in the spirit of so many things, but the forest is one of them. Sometimes in some tribes in Madagascar, when people are uh, uh, for for the deaths and where they're going to, uh, we don't put them in tombs. We don't uh, put them in earth. Sometimes we put them in stones, but sometimes we put them in the forest. We put them in a in a like a little boat and we hang them we hang them in the forest, and this is when the when the ancestors are in the forest the forest be becomes sacred and so you cannot cut the forest because all the ancestors are hanging there, so mm. in a way you know it's like the Malagasy people considered so many things sacred. And because the forest and the trees gave them a lot of um, medicines and power, 
power because we do a lot of voodoos with the forest and a, and a piece of trees, then uh, basically we had better forests at that time. And so it's it's almost like it's an it's difficult to explain with it's very difficult to explain but what we what we know is that there are certain things that we cannot do it's what we call fadi or the taboo because we believe that the spirit is the ancestors that these are all sacred and there are the ancestors there and we call our country the tanindrazan in other words it's the, it's the land of the ancestors so we cannot really do bad things on them yeah how do you see some of that working out the in the present day with young people in Madagascar, particularly those who are raised in the city? Do you find that there's still a? I mean, you have so many influences, uh, you know, global influences from from other cultures and and countries. You have uh, colonial influence of of Christianity coming into Madagascar. How do you how do you find that that uh, intermingling with these traditional perspectives around ancestors and and preservation of the environment? You know, uh, there was a time that um, even myself, I stopped a little bit because I thought I was probably too much uh, too far away from the thoughts of people nowadays because of the globalization. People want modern things. People want modern music. People want modern everything. People want to to different uh, religions, all different kinds of religions, um, without really understanding spirituality but just religion you know whatever there was like new to malagasy people and so um i think that there was a time that madagascar went down in in a really wrong path but nowadays and when i say nowadays it's like maybe it started three years ago uh, people start to go back to what it was a long time ago and start to search into the ancestors way uh, of singing of writing of painting of building of uh, just the way of life of a long time ago and so suddenly it's like there is it has got some space now for the traditional the traditional values coming back into into people's life because maybe the whole world is is having trouble you know in 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 consistency in in this new in this new modern life that we've all created and we're having trouble and so also maybe coronavirus was helping maybe mm. the destruction in the environment is 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 helping that people are looking looking back into but hang on a minute what happened to to people Hundred years ago, ours is not even fifty years ago. What I'm talking about now is where when I used to live is fifty years ago. Fifty years ago, there's lots of forest everywhere, mm. and it's only in, in the space of fifty years we change everything. So maybe because of the problematics in the world, that Madagascar is now also more open to the world and 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 see what's happening around the world. We now have a little bit of space in in, in this traditional values and, and rituals that we used to, to to do before. Before, a little while ago, it was almost taboo to even talk about the ancestral values because you'll be you'll be told that well you are not modern we we you know this is not the way to go people want to develop you know
Speaking of going back and and thinking about your roots, uh, you produced this uh, album that was an exploration of the connections between Malagasy culture and heritage and Indonesia. Um, And I wanted to ask you if you could share a bit of the story of what what was that uh, journey of discovery connecting Indonesian people and, and Malagasy people and, and about that trip that you made to, to make that album. Mm-hmm. Well, it was an amazing story because I knew nothing about this uh, connection until I was in London and already making my all other albums, you know? And suddenly sitting down and in front of a TV, I saw a documentary film about, uh, uh, you know, the returning of bodies after years and years of death of somebody and re-wrapping them with new clothes. In Madagascar, we call them famadien. In other words, we re-clothe dead people. And I saw a documentary about this on, on TV and I was really shocked. I was like, where is this place? Where on earth is this place? This is just like home, but I've never heard about it. And so uh, I, I watched this documentary until the end and I saw the writings saying that it was Sulawesi in Indonesia. And I said to my producer at the time, which was um, BMG, I said, I have to go to, to, to Sulawesi. And they were like, what for? And I said, I don't know, but I just have to go. I didn't want to read about <laughs> it. I didn't want to, to know anything about it. I just wanted to go and feel uh, this closeness of this of these traditions that they did and that we do especially in my tribe this is so small so small tribe and it's the connection is so big and so i decided to do this and so i decided that i'd go there and i would take somebody to write down everything that i ever felt and um make an album out of it write songs about it and so i went there and I uh, was the most, you know, it was the most amazing trip I've ever made in my life. I arrived and people said to me, but you know, if you come from London, it's like you are going to arrive and then you have to probably sleep for 24 hours because you'd be very tired. But I arrived and I saw these people who look exactly like me. And I was like in the streets saying, you know, this is my, this is like my aunt, this is like my cousin, this is my sister. And I sat down and uh, talked to people and the amazement that I had was they were just as amazed to see me as I was amazed to see them. They thought that I was from a Makassar tribe. That's why I called the album Soul Makassar. Hmm. They thought that I was from a Makassar tribe. And I said, what is Makassar tribe? And they said, I have to take you to Makassar tribe. And they actually took me to the ceremony of rewrapping bodies exactly like we do in Antananarivo, Madagascar. And so from then, I have to write everything that I, you know, there's a book about it, but I wrote these 12 songs thinking these are the closest thing that I've ever felt home apart from being in Antananarivo, Madagascar. And I went to this place. And then when they asked me, 
what's the name of your uh, town? And I said, Tananarivo. And I said, well, we have to take you to Tanaberu. And Tanaberu is a place where they built these boats without nails and where they told me the story of, well, you know why we think you are Makassar. You behave like a Makassarian. You don't stop until you find <laughs> a, a, yes, you don't stop until you find a, uh what is it uh an island and you you your attitude is very makassar you just go you just go you you are unstoppable and so let me tell you um i mean the people of the village showed me this boat and saying do you know that this boat left from here and went somewhere that never we never saw them back and we believe it went to your place hmm. And wow. so, you know, it it was very, for me, it was very emotional at the same time as very unbelievable, basically, because I I thought, how would I, and then I read a lot afterwards, and I read about the stories of Indonesian who traveled to Madagascar, and then I, I sat down and I just thought, what an amazing thing these kind of people, my ancestors did, you know, they were very, because very strong people. If people are, you know, just to clarify some of what it is that you're you're talking about, if people look at a map, Indonesia and Madagascar are nowhere near each other. It's so far <laughs> there's, away. It's there's so all far of away. the the Indian Ocean Absolutely. in between them, and even and, e even by boat, it's almost impossible to do because there is a big current uh, there. But believe it or not, some people later on did an experimental, uh, an experimental way to find out that this was really true, and they did it, and they did manage to get to Madagascar all the way from um, Sulawesi. And this is they they put in the boat everything they made it without the nails. They put every everything that they might have eaten at that time, and they got there. So it was proven that they they did go. And so this was probably happening. Uh, what, what is the time period? It's a, maybe a thousand years ago, something like 1, that. One thousand and five hundred right? years ago. And 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 then you know when when I saw I've proven it through the language because I spoke the the Indonesian very quickly in about a week. I could communicate with people because the the, the Malayo Polynesian language is so close to each other. Uh, I've proven it in the minds. Well, they've proven it through me. I've proven it from the traditional rituals. And then I said, now is the music. How do you build the music and what are all the instruments? And there, I could not believe it. The, the Sudan resembled the Sulin. The, the, even the names resembles. And, and then there was this piece of instrument, which I believed for a long time only belonged to the Malagasy people. It's called the Vali. And there I found the ancestor called the Sasandu which is shorter in a big uh, palm leaves to, to make it as a resonator. But but it sounds so much like the valley. And wow. it's made out of bamboo. <laughs> Such an incredible story. I love that it because the, I, I just can't imagine the, the thrill of that journey to <gasps> have been on this adventure and to to find these these connections these affirmations for you um you know to be coming from a place that is so connected to the culture of the ancestors and then yet to go even further back further. you know in that lineage yes. and and of course uh you know I, i've 
forgotten to say, but there is a song I, uh, which is called uh, Madindo that I did and with these musicians in this album. And in this, I even talk about the food because the food is so close to each other. It's rice based on rice and fish and vegetables. And it's just, you know, it's like I, I, I died and went home, you know? <laughs> Let's talk about one of the other songs that you you put on here, um, uh, a classic, obviously Bob Marley's uh, Three Little Birds," uh, very different from from your music, Nusrat Fatili Khan's music. <laughs> I I wonder from you what is what is it that uh, you appreciate when you listen to to Bob Marley and this song in particular. I chose it because, well, I, I, if I had to choose a song, then I chose that because it gives me really peace of mind to listen to that music. Actually, mm. I feel it. I feel it's like a music that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you posi- positiveness or positivity. It's it mm-hmm. gives you that positive attitude, and and just like yeah, don't worry about a thing. Nothing is actually. At the same time, not important, but it's not it, nothing to worry about. Why are we worrying? You know, and so I that's a, it's a positive thing that I liked about it very much. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like in the current place that you are as as a as a musician, as a um, you know, as as somebody who you know, had for a long time this space where you were really gathering artists and and encouraging, you know, arts and cultural appreciation within Madagascar. Um, Do you feel a a different type of calling as an artist than you did when you were a younger person? And and how do you how do you see yourself vis-a-vis where you were, you know, as a younger um, artist touring the world? Actually, I think that being in Madagascar and being surrounded by artists, it's almost like not seeing the the wood from the forest, you know? The forest like for the trees. The, for, uh-huh. the from forest from the trees. It's like uh, you are there and surrounded by it. So you don't, 
get to really appreciate it that much and not to give it value, especially the country does not really give it that value that it deserves. And so, because you take it for granted, it's automatic. You take it for granted. You don't realize how much value you have. You don't realize how much is there that to appreciate. So I needed to like get out a little bit of Madagascar to look at it from from abroad, to look at it from outside, to regain my con- confidence on how much value it has and how important it is. So I see myself like a yes, I'm probably the ambassador, but also I want to 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 re re readjust things accordingly because we have so much trouble in our environment these days and i need to see it from a more global perspective rather than just seeing it from madagascar because now i've i've seen it from madagascar like half half of my life and i've toured around the world preaching about that and talking about that and doing that but now i would like to to look at to look at it from a different perspective and different angle which is from the outside of madagascar yeah yeah i think that that's um that seems very true to who you are as well you know to to um in the same way that you had that adventuresome spirit going and and just picking up and going to indonesia you know because of because of that connection that you felt there that um uh there's a phrase i don't know who it's attributed to I've, i've i've heard it in a number of different poetic contest contexts but this idea to shake the dust you know that yeah. you don't you don't let the dust settle but but you you know you you have to keep yeah. keep moving and and as keep you're saying moving. you know yeah look uh, look from a different perspective absolutely and we have to look at it from a, a different perspective because uh maybe because I, I i i get older and i get wiser and i get to understand better that that it's not just madagascar problem it's not just madagascar story it's the whole world and we are all like in the same boat in this planet and so we have we have to look at it in a different way we can't just be just staying in one place and talk about just one place because everything affects us, especially nowadays, you know, things that happen in Russia affects in the United States, affects in France, affects everywhere. So, and affects in Madagascar. So we, ha- I have to, to relocate myself and look at it in a different angle and, and create differently and see things differently. And I am quite happy actually, because, you know, um, I, I, I stay in a place, for example, like, just like an example, I stay in a place where uh, there's a lot of uh, hunting, hunting of animals, and then they cook these 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 um, these animals. And I don't eat meat; I'm vegetarian. But then, when I understand, when I listen to the stories of what they what they say about these animals and the forest and and the boars that are everywhere now and the fox everywhere now then i i start to understand i I make space to understand that i have to be ready for change and we all are because change is gonna come change is gonna come and it's coming and it's here and it's every day and it's changing so we have to have the power of change to to be able to change all the time and and be ready be ready for change well, as we're wrapping up here, I'm coming back to the title of this series, which I'm calling Soul Ladder Music. 
Um, and and this quote, uh, this this idea, the name for this series comes from uh, a, a quote from the writings of the Baha'i faith, where Baha'u'llah, who is the prophet of the Baha'i faith, says that God has made music as a ladder for our souls. And I wanted to ask for you what this image of this idea of music being a ladder for our souls, how does that strike you? Does it, what, is it, what does it say to you? Well, right away on top of my mind, for me, music is such a great uh, way of communicating. And once again, it's like the vehicle for messages to one another. Uh, so it's a ladder, it's uplifting, it's, it's bringing you up to, to, to a different level. That's what's coming up out of my mind. Um, yeah. uh, and really, um, this is to be true, especially for me, because when I started, as I say, as I only sang in, in, in Malagas and people did not make any difference. They loved it, even though they didn't understand a word of what I was saying, but they loved the music. They loved its, its, its rhythm and its melody and our voices and, so yeah, so that's what I think is on top of my um, my mind right now. What music as a ladder <laughs> to your soul? Well, I you know I think that the 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 voices and the music that you've shared has has, has certainly been something that I fell in love with uh, you know automatically and and for these past twenty years since since I've been listening to your music. And um, I, I'm I'm excited to see you know all the places that you go next with it, and and the ways that you you help make those connections between, you know, not just um, uh, culture, but also a, a stewardship of the earth, you know, and and a, mm -hmm. and a connection to our appreciation of nature and our responsibility right. towards the natural environment. Yeah. Um, I think that that's such a powerful message in 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 the way that you present your music and 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 as i said at the beginning are are an ambassador for for the culture that you came up in yeah well thank you very much jack and uh yeah let's hope that yeah people get something out of what i say and uh this is just what i do i don't uh, pretend to to be teaching anything just um it's a share it's more of a share Thanks for making the climb with me this week on Soul Ladder Music. You can find Ancha's music on streaming platforms and her music video for the song Sulawesi from her trip to Indonesia on YouTube. Just search for her band Tark. That's T-A-R-I-K-A. And be sure to also check out the Soul Ladder Music playlist on Spotify for a running list of all the music played during this series. As always, I'll have links to all the songs in this episode in our show notes. Thanks to Jeff Philosopher for providing our theme music and to associate producer Aiden Keyes. Keep tuning in to WOWD 94.3 FM, Tacoma Radio, for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at tacomaradio.org. <laughs>